Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11 of Beef's Beef, which is kind of crazy to think. I was just telling Smitty, it seems like just yesterday I just started this podcast, and I'm already on episode 11. But uh, what we're going to be talking about today is a little bowl preview for Louisville and Kentucky. Uh, that's why I have Smitty on here. Uh, Smitty is a also is also a big UK fan. I had Joey on earlier in the year. Uh, but before we get into anything... Just like I've done the past two episodes on live, uh, this episode is brought to you by Big Fireworks in Clarksville, Indiana, uh, located right next to Golden Corral and other places out there, Captain D's. Uh, For the rest of the year, they will be having 50% off everything in the store. Uh, And not only that, but just something for you guys to remember, lighting fireworks during the New Year's time is legal in Southern Indiana and in the Louisville area. So something to remember, go over and see my friends over at Big Fireworks. They will definitely hook you up. So uh, like I said, I have another good friend on here, Brandon Smith. Uh, actually came over to his apartment to uh, talk about this Kentucky-Northwestern game. So how's it going, Smitty? It's going pretty good. I wanted to say, along with fireworks, we both grew up in Portland, so we know that there's going to be some AKs. Yeah, it doesn't just take New Year's. Some Famases. Yes, definitely. It is it is crazy because you always play that game when you're in Portland. Is it a gun or is it a firework? <laughs> yeah, you play that for, I, I ever do that. You play that for forever. So my dad said gun every time. It, I mean, that's what you kind of got to – you kind of have to train yourself. <laughs> you have to train yourself to think that so you just get over being scared. But we'll start out with, uh, with the Louisville-Mississippi State game because we both pretty much agree that this game – if Louisville keeps playing the way they have, it really shouldn't be close. Yeah. Uh, with Nick Fitz getting hurt, I mean, that was like the heart and soul of their team. It was. And then you also – I know you're a big Dan Mullen guy. I know a couple other people. Yeah. I know John Icono was ecstatic when he got them in Florida. And losing their whole coaching staff right before a bowl game and losing your best player it has to be completely demoralizing. Oh, Yeah. Which surprised me even more. We were talking about this earlier when I was, you know, talking about what we were going to talk about. That Louisville is still only a six and a half point favorite. Which I I know we talked about this. Earlier. I'm not a betting guy. You are. I I am a betting guy. And, and I think I'm probably going to bet this one. I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't see. I see at least two touchdowns. I will say this. I still think we win by two touchdowns, but it is going to be a little bit tougher with the news that Louisville got today. So, first game of the season, we were at Enlighten that game. me. Well, first game of the season, we were at that Purdue game. Our best defensive player, Jay Alexander, gets I hurt. watched a lot of that game. Yes. <laughs> we both did. Or actually, I uh, spent it all at the bar. But yeah, so, it was a good game. Yeah. Really good game. So, uh, Jair Alexander gets hurt in the first game. Our defense looks absolutely terrible the whole season until he comes back. After the bye week, and we play Virginia, Wake Forest, and you guys. So, or not Wake Forest, we play Virginia, Syracuse, and you guys. And our defense looks totally different because we have our best defensive player back. And he announces today, after putting paperwork in with his family, that he is actually skipping the ball game and leaving. Jair is? Jair. So, Jair oh, has, wow. has declared for the draft, uh, which I don't blame him. Uh, he puts paperwork in for not playing. Two-thirds of the season, he gets paperwork back saying he's going to be a second-round pick. Yeah, He's only going to go up when he goes and plays in the combine. I, I know that I would not play in a bowl game if I were an all-per running back, which I probably would have been if I played football, not to brag. Yeah. But um, 
No, I mean, uh, it, for those of you who know who Freddie Maggard is, he has Jagger Alexander on his all DBs for all year. You know, if if he played all season, I think our for sorry for Kentucky's opponents. I'm oh, okay. Our, our our season would have been totally different had he not had he not been out. Uh, and how many games was he out? He was out from the end of the Purdue game, and he came back in Virginia. So that is. Nine games, yeah, eight eight and a half games. That he was he really had like no impact on the season. You know, I, really. I gotta be honest. I, I did not even like. I I hadn't heard his name at all. Last name I last year I heard his name all the time, and then coming to like a tech game, I had like you know I, I didn't watch you guys a whole lot to be yeah. honest, but I hadn't heard his name much. So that's because he got hurt in the second second quarter of the Purdue game and was out until the Virginia. He I'm sorry, he came back in part of the the Wake Forest game before the bye week and played like maybe. 20 snaps at the most. He just, you could tell he wasn't 100%. You could just tell he wasn't there. So I'm surprised I didn't notice that being at that game, you know, because I was paying a lot of attention to <laughs> yeah. the football so, game and what defense people were running and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just, I mean, I'm still going to do a little bit of an intro with Mississippi State because, I mean, I know this is a totally different team now that Nick Fitzgerald's gone, but I mean, they still had a thousand yard rusher in Aris Williams. Still had 1,047 yards and five touchdowns, but we both know at the end of the day their offense is strictly Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, he he annihilated Kentucky. I mean, like, it was embarrassing. I was com- I was pretty high on Kentucky coming into that game, and it was like the Nick Fitzgerald show. I mean, I, I looked at Nick Fitzgerald's stats. He had 1,041 rushing yards, 17. I was a little surprised at this. He only had 1,782 passing yards. Which is a little surprising for me, but he had 29 total touchdowns. For me, I figured he would have had more. I would have. I thought he would have had more passing yards. But um, their leading receiver is Jesse Jackson, not the Reverend Jesse Jackson, but Jesse Jackson. That would be crazy. It would. He was also Mississippi State's leading receiver, and the Reverend. Yeah, yeah. He had 20. He only had 24 receptions on. He was their their leading receiver. 238 yards. So. Their passing game 238 yards was their leading receiver? 238 yards was their leading receiver. That's they, <laughs> they, that's they, crazy. We'll talk about we'll talk about it later with Northwestern, but a lot like Northwestern, uh, Mississippi State spreads the ball a lot. Where they had probably five or six players over 20 receptions. So yeah, he was their leading reception. He was he had he led them in receptions with 24. But uh, I mean they give up. They only give up twenty point four points a game, which is this is really going to be now since Fitzgerald's out. It's definitely going to be a battle of Louisville's offense against their, I mean their SEC defense. Which, if you think back to Lamar's freshman year, I would say that that defense he faced his freshman year with Texas A and M with Miles Garrett and all them, I would say that that yeah. defense is definitely better than this Mississippi oh, yeah. State team. Yeah, and he absolutely torched them. So. Yeah, it's going to suck losing Jair, and I'm even going to throw this out there. I, I'm going to throw out a prediction, and it may be a hot take, and some people may say, what were you talking about with everything that you've said all season? Jair Alexander will be a bigger loss to this team than Lamar Jackson will be next season. I, mm, I, I really, really believe that. I disagree hard. But because we're gonna, if you think about it like this, we're going to have pretty much our whole offense back besides Lamar. Now, Lamar, to me, I've said it, I think Lamar's the best college football player of all time. But if you look at our defense coming up or from the time he got hurt in that Purdue game all the way up to Virginia, our defense was absolutely horrid. And he comes back, 
He's making tackles in the backfield. He's making our defensive linemen have more time, which is then getting a pass rush. And it's I think he is going to be a bigger loss next season because Lamar's gone. You have a good point. Well, I mean, you know, I only watch Louisville play one game a year, and as long as you guys have a backup quarterback on your roster, then you're going to beat Kentucky. Yeah, because we get killed by him like every time. Yeah, it's we've gotten lucky though. Knock on wood, Lamar hasn't gotten hurt one time since he's been here. And that is awesome. He's like LeBron. Hey, he kind of is like LeBron. He doesn't get resilient. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he could have like he could take a lot of hits if he's not oh, yeah. so slimy. Oh, he, and that's not not like slimy like Rick Pitino. Yeah, slimy, you, you mean like, <laughs> you mean like soap in a bathtub slimy? Like you yeah, can't, you yeah. can't hold on to yeah. this. Um, so I mean I won't go over all of Louisville's leading leading uh, offensive players because we already know. Um, I, I really don't. I think Louisville wins this game, thirty-one seventeen, something like that, thirty-one fourteen. I really think that it's going to be a Lamar Jackson show the whole first half, and we get to see Juwan Pass play a lot of the a lot of the uh, end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. So you're saying you think Lamar pulls a Jameis Winston and bets the first half of the game. He no, I don't. I think no. I say maybe. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess. I guess. I totally forgot about a lot of people saying that. So it was true. I don't. I think they didn't pay that bet out. Like so, what we're talking about is uh, Jameis Winston when they played. He played for Florida State when they played Louisville. Hit like one of his best friends who had never bet on a game that year. He bet five thousand dollars that Florida State or that Louisville would be winning at halftime. And we look good, and you kind of think maybe it was because of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was pretty crazy because then you look at the second half, and it looks like two totally different. He teams. got paid. He had a lot of W's that night. Yes, <laughs> for sure. So, would you you so you you think you're going to take Louisville in this bet if you're you're going to? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to hammer it, uh, which is what I say usually when I put a lot of money down on a bet and then lose. <laughs> so, but no, I really do think that Louisville will win by two touchdowns. So, we both agree on that game. I, I knew we wouldn't spend too much on that one because we both pretty much had the same sentiments, and everyone here has the same in this area pretty much has the same sentiments. The only thing I was a little bit surprised by is I was watching uh, one of those college football live things, and they had one of the confidence things, you know, one from forty because there's forty bowl games. And I was surprised, uh, and this was even before Jair announced that he was leaving. They only had us as, at 32. 40 would be the highest confidence. And of all those bowl games, I really couldn't think of eight other bowl games that I would be more confident in a team winning. I mean, I haven't looked at all of them. I knew that Lane Kiffin's team was going to win. Whatever <laughs> university, high school he coaches at. I whatever, whatever place he's pumping gas at now. Yeah. <laughs> so... The, the other one that I was pretty confident in, I really think that Auburn is going to pummel Central Florida. I really do. I think they're going to beat the brakes I, off of them. I agree. Yeah, that's going to be a that's Louisville, Louisville and Auburn, I feel like, are two locks for me. Did Frost already leave, or is he coaching he, the Bulldogs? That's that goes along with what I was kind of saying in that one the other day where I said that I was tired of coaches leaving. and leaving. He's not leaving. He's coaching this team, and they're undefeated. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think I would leave. Yeah, it's – Especially going to Nebraska because it's going to be hard to recruit in Nebraska. Nebraska is a is an all time team, but it's like, who are you going to go get? Like kids from Oklahoma or up north in the Dakotas? Like you're not going to get very many good players, especially now going after after how big the early signing period has gotten. 
it's going to be tough for him to go to Nebraska, only have the late signing period, and be recruiting against all those other big-name teams that want to fill their rosters after their big players leave after the bowl season. I, I don't know. I don't really know. That's It's weird because I was just bashing coaches for doing that, and now he's going to do it, and I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I think that if South Florida wins that game over Central Florida last week of the season, oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, it, yeah, he, for sure. He pretty much. And he has no pressure on him to stay. You know, yeah. and like, but with, I don't know. He's the guy that did the zero and twelve to twelve and zero in two years, right? Uh, I don't I think know, that. Was I don't them. know if they were zero and twelve. I know they were. They were bad a little after uh, after Bortles and all them left. Yeah. They were bad for a couple of years, and he. I mean, he has pretty much kind of turned them back around and got them back to where they were. But that those places like that, man, like. I don't understand how Charlie hasn't gotten a better recruiting class in South Florida or that maybe he's not even getting the looks at other places. That team, he pretty much brought South Florida back again to what they kind of were when we were playing them. And he didn't even get looks at any places in the SEC. And, like, people, like, to me it's almost like they're looking at that Texas, like that's what Charlie is. Texas was a bad fit from the beginning. Is it a better job in Louisville? 100% it is. But to me, it was a bad fit from the beginning when you have boosters coming out when he's coming there saying we don't want him here. Well, I think the answer to that is that Charlie Strong doesn't have the budget that he had at Louisville to pay uh, players and their families. So that's that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I, no, I'm just kidding. I I, I like Charlie Strong. I, I like Charlie Strong too. I, the only thing that I didn't like about when he left was that he didn't tell the players. He didn't talk to the players before he left. That's my only gripe that I have, that I have with Charlie Strong. Yeah. Texas is a better job in Louisville. Yeah. I'm not naive to say any different. It's 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 a better job. It really is. So, with that, we're going to go into the Kentucky and Northwestern game. So, Kentucky kind of stumbling into this game, losing three or four by a combined 59 points. Northwestern actually is kind of hot, winning seven straight, but none of those games were really that – I mean, they did beat a couple bowl teams, but – Really, outside of Michigan State, they didn't have a good win this year. Uh, they are seven and a half point favorites. I, I, to me, I wouldn't touch this game. I just feel like if the Kentucky team shows up early in the season, Kentucky could win. But if it shows up, what happened at the end of the season? I mean, it could be a blowout. So it's a game that's like, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't touch it. So no, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to touch it. And um, I know, like. I do not bet on Kentucky games. After this year, I lost a lot of money on betting on Kentucky. So, But I did want to point out, though, I know that earlier this season you had Joey on to do a uh, a game prediction. Yes. And he did very poorly. Is that why you have me on here today? <laughs> so I'm not going to throw Joey under the bus. because I Oh, felt, I, I am. I, I felt like Joey, Joey bringing <laughs> players in there that – I hadn't heard of because I hadn't watched you guys. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a very good job of that. Um, name, like the punter or something? Yeah, which we saw a lot of that. Uh, I should have <laughs> named our punter because you guys didn't get to see him. Oh, come on. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Maybe I should have. I mean, it, I, I got another joke. Just just so <laughs> I was listening to the radio the other day. When When is Kentucky, you know, you have places like, you hear places called like quarterback you. When are you guys going to be punter you? Uh, I mean, you guys have. I'll take any. You guys have really. the one for Green Bay was Mastay. Yeah, Tim Mastay. Mastay's like the best punter in the NFL. I mean, I can't think of other good punters that we had, but 
This, the one you all had this year was pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay, so backstory on that. There is some Australian, like, kicker school for football, and Mark, Mark Stoops has a pipeline. He, he just got, like, one of the top punters. That was a, that was the reason we ever talked about it on the radio. Was yeah. Because they just got one of the best-rated punters. So there's, like, this Australian feeder school for, for Mark Stoops and his punters. I, I don't understand. I mean, if they could send us some more punters who um, don't get PIs or whatever he got, <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be good. But I mean, I'm not going to fault the guy for partying. You know, have no. a good time you're in college. Yeah, have it. So something that I was actually talking about, I think I was talking about it with Joey. I miss the rugby punters. To me, rugby <laughs> rugby punters are what is is missing in college football game. We had a rugby punter, and I believe his brother ended up playing for you guys. I love rugby punters because you never know if they're going to run or not. So to yeah, me, explain that to me. I don't like. They're like, oh, it's a rugby style punt. I have no clue what so that means. So in rugby, they take off and kick the ball whenever they're kicking it. So like pretty much everybody in rugby can kick. So these guys just oh, run out, okay. and no, sometimes guys just don't even pay attention to me. Just take off. We had one time. I remember. We're, I believe we were playing Miami. Just took off for a guy like thirty yards on it and got a first down. So I think they need to bring that back. I want a rugby punter at Louisville again. I, to, I love rugby punters. I just think we should do rugby like as a sport with these schools. Like, that would be like, awesome. Kind of like we have the club league hockey team for Louisville. And you have club league rugby. No, like college rugby. That would be pretty legit, but could you imagine the insurance payments for those? <laughs> that would be outrageous. I don't know. Well, we should ask Chris Farley, RIP. But yeah. I think that in Tommy Boy, he played rugby for Marquette. He Am played. I wrong? He played rugby in real life. Oh, That's really? Right. Yes. Nice. I actually watched like a what is it like the behind the music, but it wasn't behind the. Music. I got a D plus. Yeah, <laughs> he actually played rugby and. That's why he was like so weird. He was actually on a rugby club and stuff, and he was like, they showed stuff from back then. The dude was hilarious his whole life. And Monday being my birthday, this past Monday, he actually died on my birthday, which made it was like awesome because I have Stone Cold Steve Austin as a birthday buddy. I did not know that. I'm so jealous. I have Stone Cold, Christine Aguilera, and DMX all as birth and Brad Pitt. I think I have Britney Spears. Well, I, who's who's better birthdays wise? I'd say me because I have the Texas rattlesnake. No, Cold. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but I also have Chris Farley's death day on my birthday, so it's kind of a. Did he die the actual day you were born? No, he died. <laughs> no, I just kidding. No, he died. He died in what ninety nine, I believe, two thousand yeah. something like that. He gone. But let's get back to this game. So, oh yeah, sorry. Going into the game. You know, I went to both of them and did a little bit of research. Like I said, uh, Northwestern did beat three bowl teams. Their best one being Michigan State, like I said. And they beat Michigan State three overtimes. But Northwestern averages 29.67 points. Kentucky averages 25.75. But going through bowl team stats, I really what I really got from Northwestern was that their defense is really, really good. Um, which is kind of a Big Ten MO if you really think about it, outside of Purdue now because Purdue now has Jeff Brom, which is more of an offensive-minded type guy. If you really think of most teams in the Big Ten, it's we're going to run smash mouth and we're going to play good defense. Yeah. So going into this game, what do you think is kind of the keys for Kentucky to kind of, if they're going to win this, to, to win this game? 
I think that Benny Snell has to have a good game. He's got to have 130 yards rushing and two touchdowns. I think that Steven Johnson has to not have any turnovers. Really, just no turnovers in general. Yeah. Northwestern is better than us. I mean, like, we have to go out and play a great game to win, yeah. I think. But, um, I mean, I think that's the key to every game, though, so that's probably a cop-out. My, my, my thing is, is if we're if we're taking both teams at their tops, I would say this would be a great bowl game. Like, I really would. I, and, and that's the same thing with Louisville and, North, and Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. If oh, we're yeah. Taking, if oh, we're yeah. taking both teams at their top, I'm loving to see this Louisville Mississippi State matchup with Jair playing, with Nick Fitzgerald playing. That would be a freaking shoot. Well, you guys are peaking right now, so it, and we really, yeah. I mean, it's the exact opposite of last season for Louisville and Kentucky. Yeah, like you guys true. last year were going up, we were going down. So I tell you what, it is really fun to start the next year after winning like that. Like when we we beat you guys yeah. last year, and we really shouldn't have, and. Yeah, that makes the whole offseason so much they, fun. See, they don't really talk about – they do for players and stuff, but they don't talk about how much as a fan base it really helps you because you didn't have season tickets last year. That's true. You went out and bought season tickets because of true. the excitement of the way – and you guys even lost in the bowl game, and you were still like, i got to get season tickets because I'm so excited for this season. Yeah. Which is it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that it is because I really think the losses that you guys had outside of us, because I really do think that we were a better team – Especially once we got Jair back, yeah, I don't I think we were that much of a better team. The by the as much as the score. Oh so, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, don't, too. I, I think I think the game should have been a lot closer than what it was. But you guys stumbled. I really think that that Florida game killed you guys. Is what really what it was. That Florida fourth quarter. I feel like after that, you all kind of sputtered a little bit because you had the Missouri game, which actually Missouri ended up ending the season really well. And then you had the loss to Ole Miss and stuff like that. It's, I really think that Florida game held over your ass head a lot longer than what it should. I think that it did, but then when we went down to Vanderbilt and won by so much, um, that fire was back. Yeah. And I think that the Florida game was a much bigger hit to the fan base than to the players itself. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, what is it, 31, 32 straight years we yeah. lost to Florida. So, and we'll never beat Florida again. I'm totally conceded to that fact. Now that Dan Mullins are. Right. It's. It's going to be tough. I mean, you're going to have to catch them in something where if Dan Mullen leaves to take a bigger job, which really there's not too many bigger jobs in Florida. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, you're going to have to catch them in a year like that again. So I The real Florida, it. not the Jim McElwain shark hump in Florida. Which is crazy because I actually – I'm going to go ahead and admit that I was totally wrong. When I saw Jim McElwain his first season, I thought Jim McElwain was going to be a great coach. Did you see his teeth? I that, Oh my a, God! How could you think he's going to be good after that? That's disgusting. No, no here, here's how. How can you coach players if you can't brush your teeth? Look at ever. Austin, look at Austin Powers though. Austin Powers was the international man of Michigan and had horrible teeth. So you can't always say that bad teeth equals you. Yeah, but he bad. had that sweet Mini Cooper though. That is true. That is very, very true. So I stand corrected on that. So <laughs> uh, not only did I see, you know, just with their their points given up. Yeah, better be. Huh? Sorry. Yeah. Just not only did I see just with their points given up that Northwestern's defense is very good, but I noticed that their defense had 15 interceptions and 30 sacks and 88 tackles for loss, mm. which for you guys is going to be a big thing because if Steven Johnson starts going out there and throwing the ball like he did against us, it's not going to be good. And if your offensive line decides they're not going to block again like they did against us, you guys, it's going to be a long bowl game. Yeah, it's going to be like us watching the LSU Louisville game last year. It's going to be horrible, and I, I mean, 
maybe this bowl practice is going to help out. Um, and also, I want to bring something up after we're done talking about this game that I think you're going to like too. So, uh, I what do you think that this? What 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 do you? How do you see the game going? I know you said that that that's how they're going to win. How do you honestly see the game going? Um, I see the game. We're we're not we're not going to win. I, I, I if if we do win, it's like a miraculous appearance by Steven Johnson. Uh, Which I really don't think is that unheralded to say because look at him last year in the Louisville game. Yes, that was amazing. That was like the first play when he mouthed what he mouthed and he threw a touchdown to Gary Johnson. That was awesome. Yeah. But it, it, and you know he has so much poise, but I just don't think that he has. I don't know. I'm not going to talk bad about Stephen Johnson. I love Stephen Johnson. They should build him a statue. I, I like I like Stephen Johnson. I really do. Like I don't really he he seems like a very quiet dude. He's you never hear anything. Yeah, bad he had about Tourette's him. when he was a kid. I, I did that. That's I don't know if that he totally can, throws away what I was saying. I don't know if he can lose Tourette's, but he. Uh, I guess you kind of get. He got over. It. I mean he he doesn't stutter now. I it just reminds it just reminds me of, of Mike Epps when he's like, you know, you was retarded when you were little, but you got over it. You know, that's what it kind of reminds me of. When you say that he had Tourette's when he was little, but he got over it. Like, I, is that really something that you that you really get over, or is it? Now, if I had Tourette's, then I'd have Tourette's now. I don't. I don't know. Like, maybe he just finds different ways of controlling it. I don't know. So, that's. I don't. I, I like Stephen Johnson because, like I said, you don't hear anything about him like you do with Drew Barker. With Drew Barker was supposed to be all world, and then he comes in and was played like probably twenty down, twenty snaps the whole time he's been here. Probably more than that because I think he started some games. But to me, Drew Barker has been a train wreck since he's been here. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what was that? Stephen Johnson got hurt, and he came in at the. Oh, I can't remember who that was. Tennessee game, fumbled to fifty yard line. Fumbled it to the fifty yard line. At the fifty yard okay. line, yeah, yeah. But um, I do want to say I gave you my football take for Northwestern and Kentucky. I'm gonna give you my real take now. Okay. Northwestern, everybody knows this. They're a bunch of nerds. They care about grades. Kentucky, we know, C's get degrees. And <laughs> I think I haven't looked at like college grading skills lately, but I think D's might get degrees. I'm not sure. I feel like D's. It still rhymes. So yes. These, these do get degrees because they rhymes. These, yeah. So um, I feel like they get that rhymes more than C's. Do. I guess it's about the same. <laughs> I think it's, it's actually like, exactly, it's the exactly the same. same but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, anyways, uh, Northwestern, like I said, they're a bunch of nerds. Kentucky's gonna stuff them in a locker or maybe a trash can or maybe uh, shout out to Denzel Ware will throw a trash can at them. Just make sure if you throw the trash can at them, you don't fall down this time. <laughs> Just speaking of being nerd, like how do you try? You go full WWE on somebody. <laughs> you hit them with a trash can and then you fall down. Like, just, first of all, how did we not see that on TV? Did you I, see it? It was, in, it was in the corner where my tickets are, and you didn't see it. No, I know. Like I, I'm, I'm almost. I saw Jordan Jones and Lamar get into it. Oh yeah, everybody. I feel like that's why we didn't see it because everyone was watching yeah. that because it's got Lamar Jackson. Everyone wants to see what Lamar Jackson is doing, so. By the way, I still can't stand Jordan Jones. I don't like that guy. But that's a side that's not a thing. So you're saying you saying that Kentucky's gonna lose. Football take, they're gonna lose. 
from a personality I want, take. No, no we I, win. I want I want your heart take, not a football take. I want your heart take because I'm, you're gonna go. You're going to the game, correct? Yes, me you're and my dad you. and Joey were sitting fifty yard line, second row. Okay, and I'm super pumped about it. To me, you would not go to the game if you didn't think they can win. That's not true because it's in Nashville. I was gonna go to the bowl game anyways. I didn't think they were gonna beat Georgia Tech last year, and we went. Because it was so no, cold yeah, it's not true. You told me that you thought that they were gonna beat them, and I thought okay, that you guys right. could beat them. But after beating us, I definitely thought you could beat well, them last year. Oh yeah, I thought we could beat Alabama after beating you guys last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I took you at your word too much, <laughs> but you definitely. I mean, and I, I didn't disagree with you when you said that you thought you know could beat because at the time I was still. This is the Louisville team that should have beaten Clemson at Clemson. This is the Louisville team that beat Florida State worse than anybody's ever beaten Florida State. That was still where I still held them. I wasn't looking at the Louisville team that got absolutely embarrassed at Houston. Yeah. The Louisville team that shouldn't have lost at home but lost to Kentucky. I was still looking at them at the beginning of the season. So, I don't know. I, 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 it's crazy because you're the Kentucky fan and I'm the Louisville fan. I think you guys are going to win. I think that we win as long as someone tells Mark Stoops you got to put 11 people on the field on defense all the time. If I have to see that again, like I, I that pissed me off, and I'm not a Kentucky Oh my fan. gosh, we all saw it in the stands. We're yelling, "That guy's like the one where <laughs> like, they're at the freaking goal line," and oh my gosh, and that was uh, the coaching staff is looking at like it, it, I, I could see. I don't know. There's no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. <laughs> and you can't. You, I don't know, man. That's that tough. really did that's define our season. Like I, I think that okay, everything so would have been. Let me ask you this because you just brought this up. So you think that that Florida game didn't really hold over your all's head, okay? Here, no, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that the players lost faith in Mark Stoops a little bit after that game? And that's maybe – because you all are better than Vanderbilt. You all can go to Vanderbilt and play a terrible game and still beat Vanderbilt. You all played a decent game and beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt. You think that the players maybe after that game having two straight game or two plays in that game that ultimately lost them the game mm-hmm. – that didn't have 10 players on the field, and it was his fault, do you think maybe they're starting to lose faith in him with maybe how the seasons have ended outside of last season? I don't want to say yes, but I know, like, Nick Haynes at the end of the year, like, right the night before the Louisville game, he's sweet out, these coaches don't care about us. Um, they only care about themselves and their records. I hated seeing that, especially for before that big game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say not being there. I like like real media. They they don't even get into uh, like practices and stuff like that. I mean, so what Mark you, Stoops keeps everything very close. To at that side. level, what do you really have to hide? You're not Nick Saban. You're not even Dan Mullen. You're not. What do you have to hide at that level? To me, I'm wanting media to come in because I'm wanting more people to see what I'm doing to get more recruits. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that like, makes sense. I, I, I would want at that level, I would because you're not opening up because I know the only media that's really going to a Kentucky or a Louisville practice is only local media. There's a there's a good amount of talent. I mean, look at this look at one of the best running backs in the nation this year at Alabama. It, he's from the state of Kentucky. I mean, Matt yeah. Elam, I know I We almost me, got him though. I mean like you I know, know, but almost getting like, him is still not getting him. Yeah, but, but like you open it up. There's enough talent in this state to where if you held everybody in the state and you sprinkle in with, you could have a really, really good team. And to me, like that's that's something I've never really understood, even at any level. 
why to have a, cl- a closed practice all the time. If someone, if someone from the media, unless there's someone that completely hounds you all the time, that are just bad mouth you all the time, why wouldn't you let somebody in there like that? Because they're only going to show the, they're only going to show what you're doing in practice. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like to me. So I, do you I, think that means that like what you're doing in practice is is not wholesome? No, I'm not saying that. Maybe because that might be what it is. I mean, like you know, no, like, because there, there's always you, we played sports. I mean, we didn't play sports at a high level by any means. I coached it at a. At a I did, but you didn't. I coached it at a higher <laughs> high school than what we played at. Yeah, that's true. We both know that there's things behind the scenes that parents don't want to see, that we don't want our parents yeah. to see, and yeah. stuff like that. Maybe you that's play like what an ass. I'm going to sit you on your ass. Stuff, stuff like that. Stuff like that. So maybe there's stuff like that that maybe they don't want parents to see, or maybe they don't want the media to see because it's going to get taken at the wrong level. But at at the end of the day, man, there's the players or the parents of the players that are the best players in the nation are always going to be those parents that are like, I want my I want my kid to go play for someone that's going to treat him or it's going to get him to the next level. Mm-hmm. And if they see someone treating them soft, it's going to be kind of tough. And I'm not saying like beating kids or choking them like Bob Knight, but I don't I don't know. I, I really don't understand the benefit of closing your practice. Do you really think that Alabama is watching local news in Lexington to see what Kentucky's doing in their practice? That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, I I don't I don't think that that's what it is as much as it's just Stoops wants to control the narrative of his team, which he he should. Yeah, I mean I, I if I were if I were Mark Stoops, I would want to do the same thing, but um, I don't know. There are some media members. From Kentucky, like from like the Kentucky University of Kentucky media, who are nerds like Kyle Tucker, he cheated, he tweeted out like something like, um, yeah, Mark Stoops is not gonna like after the Louisville game, Mark Stoops is not gonna like the article I write tomorrow. He's gonna be texting me at three in the morning like he did before. Like that's why why say that? Just I write, don't know. Just write the article. So I gonna... think that's what he's afraid of though. Okay, because okay. Our, like. Which, which goes along with what I'm saying. Jerry Tipton talking to Coach Cal. This yeah. is media day. This isn't Coach's day. You could, you, could, you shouldn't talk to him so, like that. So, to, so me, because that, that's what I was saying. There are media members that are like that. Open it up to the media members that. But then, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm kind of talking myself into it because then if you do that, then you have the media members talking about how soft you are and you won't let media members. Okay, I guess I can kind of see it. Or so, to be fair, I'm talking you into it. So, what, yeah, will you, you say that I win this conversation, or we weren't? We didn't really disagree. Mm. We didn't really disagree at the beginning. I don't know. Maybe you did. All right, maybe you did. <laughs> so, one thing I want to bring up is kind of a it's side note to this, but it's about Kentucky. Okay. And I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about because I don't really. You do you really like Drew Barker that much? I. Like Drew Barker because he is like a hometown, like a homegrown kid. Okay. I really wanted him to be the guy. Yeah. Um, kind of like Louisville wanted James Quick to be the guy. But yes. Okay. Uh, or Matt Elam. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, these guys, Kentucky guys, you know, you think they're going to be like like Tim Couch. I mean, not not that I'm saying I was like I compared. I, I, I get what you're saying. You want them to be like Tim Couch. Or like Chris Redman was at local. Yes, you want them to local live like, guys who come in yes. and actually make a difference. Hundred percent, I'm behind you on that. 100%. And I, I feel for him. I mean, we got we got this guy Terry Wilson, who I mean, that's what video, I'm I about. really like him. What do they call him? Touchdown Terry. Touchdown Wilson? Terry. Yeah, that's such a good nickname. Hopefully, when he gets to Kentucky and plays against us, it's turnover Terry Wilson. <laughs> but that was what I was going to bring up. So. 
that's very, very telling of what this coaching staff thinks of Drew Barker. Uh, Drew Barker, this whole year, was never going to be Steven Johnson's replacement unless he, like, turned it around like crazy. And I think, like, racism is probably to blame for some of it, but Kentucky fans, uh, some Kentucky fans were even halfway through the season, even after Steven Johnson beat Louisville, which, like, was the biggest win... Uh, I can't describe what that meant. That was the biggest one in, in the Stoops era. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But people still wanted Drew Barker to start. People are call, doing the call-in show. And, not necessarily so, so, Mark, here, so here's here's where I'll, I'll, kind, I'll kind of back what you're saying and I'm not just say it's just a Lexington thing. Because there's still – there's not as many. Lamar Jackson, I would say, is the best college football player of all time. Won the Heisman of last all season. time. I, I said that. I've said that. I'm still standing behind that. He's better than Bo Jackson. I I, I believe that. I believe if I'm He's picking better. if I'm if I'm picking a team and I'm I got the first pick, I'm starting with Lamar Jackson. There's not over like Tim Tebow. Yes, I'm starting with Lamar Jackson. I really and and that's a, I'm that, face palming right now for I, those I you know. can't see. But this is this, that's a that's another conversation. There was an actual person that called in earlier this season. And said, "I really wish we had Kyle Bowling back." Oh, you gotta be kidding me! No, so <laughs> I really think what you're saying. You is know kinda, what? I agree with that guy. I really wish you guys had Kyle Bowling back too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you agree with that because you want Kyle Bowling to play against you on instead of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even though Kyle Bowling did beat you guys too, coming off the bench, but that's that's, that's not, not fair. that's that's not fair. It's not fair, but. To say that I can't believe maybe race too. in this state does kind of have something to. I can kind of. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not making that claim that you know it was all racism, but people still wanted Drew Barker to play at the beginning of the season. They get we want to get him a chance, you know, yada yada, and then he got his chance against. I I still think it was Tennessee. He played like two snaps and fumbled once, like fumbled one of them. It was awful. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what it was that really. Was Drew Barker maybe not playing against that good a competition in high school? Maybe I don't know. I don't even know where he went to high school. I just know he's from Kentucky. Was it Highlands? Maybe I feel like that's where all the good quarterbacks, outside of like some of the ones in Louisville, come out of. Is the Highlands? Um, Tim Couch went to Leslie County. Did he? I see. I thought he went to Highlands. Or no, that was uh, Jerry Lorenzen went to Highlands. Oh yeah, it used to be, well, right. it used to be Fort Thomas Highlands. Jerry Lorenzen is another guy. You know, I mean, like. Maybe he, he he had nowhere near the career that Tim Couch did, but he was a local guy who succeeded. I mean, I know that's like going back to like Guy Morris and and Hal Mummy and stuff like that. But actually, he might have been strictly Hal Mummy. I don't remember who Lorenzo. Yeah, I believe. No, I believe he played for for Guy Morris. But yeah, he did play for Guy Morris because it was the LSU game when he dumped the stuff on Guy Morris. Oh, that was Jerry Lorenzo. I'm sorry to bring that up, but no, that's yeah, okay. that, just, I'm gonna go cry now. Yeah, that would that would that definitely was uh, that definitely was Guy Morris. So um, it's it's tough because I, I I don't like the guy. I don't like Drew Barker. I don't just from all the stuff that's happened, and then I feel like he the talks, airsoft gun thing. No, come like on, that and then the going to the up to EKU, and then he. He's starting a fight, and he gets hey, knocked out. Like I said earlier, I'll never blame a guy for trying to party. That wasn't really... What are you doing? You, you ever like, heard of EKU girls? Just saying. I've always heard WKU was a bigger party school Well, than yeah, you know, but 
the EKG girls. Like, they're, like, from the hills. You know what I mean? That which, if you look at the hills half eyes, it's not a good thing to say. I mean... <sighs> Alright, you're right. It's... I don't know. So... It's, it's tough to say with that. So Hey, though, they're from the hills, though. The hill, I mean, unless you're talking about the weekend, the hills really isn't going to stand up with me. I don't Trying know. to give me a sing on this podcast? No, no. So, <laughs> I, I, I told you, and it's crazy to say this because, like I said, I'm a Louisville fan, you're the Kentucky fan. I think you guys win the game. I don't know why. I just, I have a weird hunch that I think you guys win the game. By the way, looking it up, Drew Barker went to Connor okay. in Burlington, Kentucky, which I had no idea where that's That's where the coat factory is. Probably. So, after going through both bowl games, we both agree on Louisville beating Mississippi State. Yeah. We're kind of split on the Northwestern Kentucky game. I mean, it's it's because we finished losing three or four, like you said. I mean, yeah. I, I... And it'd be different if you guys lost three or four and you guys, like, barely lost three or four. You know what? You inspired me. Northwestern, they're a bunch of frauds, like everybody else for the Big Ten, and we're going to win the game, 35-30. Okay, 35-30. So you're you're taking, I mean, obviously if Kentucky wins, we're obviously covering the spread because they're a seven-and-a-half-point dog, but mm-hmm. so either, either I'll, probably, I'll probably bet the spread, like, just like, as a little backup bet. <laughs> so with, with covering both those I'm going movies, money on at least like a dollar or two. Okay, so with previewing both these bowl games, uh, we obviously have we can't finish beef's beef without having a beef. Okay, and I'm ready for it. Shout, I'm shout out to Daniel Grimes, by the way, for tagging me in this bleach, Bleacher Report uh, article. I remember that Texas hoodie that Darren used to wear all the time. Remember that all the time? Yeah, that was back when we could still wear hoodies that weren't only school hoodies. What in the world? What kind of rule is that? But we're not going to talk about. Okay, sorry. We're not going to. We're not going to dive into. That's a whole other podcast. But D-dimes. so so D tags. By the way, I've gotten a lot of a lot of feedback saying that Daniel was my best guest. So you have a lot to live up to because they said we had a lot of chemistry. Sorry, Daniel. The champ is here. <laughs> so Florida State. Extended their bowl streak this year to thirty-six in a row. Wow, that's impressive, Brandon. It really is. It really is impressive until you hear this: Florida State to play in bowl game despite not meeting eligibility requirements. What? So Florida State will still play. This is this is from the article written by Joseph Zucker for Bleacher Report mm. that came out yesterday. Florida State Seminoles will still play in the Independence Bowl against Southern Miss Golden Eagles on December 27th, despite an issue regarding their 77-6, by the way, that's a terrible score, 77-6 victory over Delaware State Hornets on November 18th. So, so far, you're like, okay, man, they're just making some bogus thing up. What's the, what's, what's the deal with that game? Why would so, that... The, monument, the monumental error should have been caught at three levels. The school the conference, and the NCAA. According to college football writer Brett McMurphy, Delaware State did not have enough scholarship grants and aid over a two-year period, which means Florida State's win shouldn't have counted as one of its six victories to make it bowl eligible. Okay, well, I was with you until you said that. They still fielded a team, but they did not have eligible players to field said team. If, if I'm on Florida State's team... And what they go, 
six and six because yeah. they rescheduled their game from the hurricane earlier in the season. Only they they rescheduled their game in November for later in November, only to make sure that they were going to be well. Who were they supposed to play? The they, team. The, oh, they were okay. They rescheduled the game from earlier in the season to play that team again. I think probably the NCAA's take is that you can't penalize Florida State. They're, are they supposed to go back and look at all of that, all of those records? That's Delaware. I'm saying it's Delaware State. My beef is with Delaware State. You should know this stuff. Oh yeah, I hate those guys. Delaware, the Delaware State Hornets are on my hit list. Delaware is Delaware even a state? I've never seen it. I've never been there. Is I've it a real thing? Either. Yeah. I don't I know. Like, like plus I don't like Florida State. I just don't. I've never really liked Florida State. The, like Florida, okay, you got me confused now. Here's no, Florida, Florida, the Florida State, State the Florida State Seminoles. Oh, okay, yeah. The the tomahawk chop, I hate it. I think it's pretty cool, actually. See, I hate. I'm. I, I wish Kentucky had something like that. And I like. I'm also hot take. I'm jealous of Rocky Top. I'm like super jealous of Rocky. See, Top. See, I, I completely hate both of those. Like if Rocky Top and Tomahawk. So you just chop, don't like fun then? Is it weird? No, I'm not saying that. I don't. I'm not saying that. I'll say this. I don't like. It's weird. I just don't like Southern chants. Like the Auburn. You, okay. have, have you seen Auburn's in person where you're around a lot of their fans? Yeah. Most annoying thing I've ever been around in my life. I went to Atlanta for Tony's uh, bachelor party two years ago, Lamar's freshman year, or three years ago, actually. And we played Auburn in the Chick fil A kickoff. By the way, the most obnoxious and rude fans I've ever been around in my life. And I've been to Commonwealth, the Krogue. I've Come been, on! I've been to the Krogue, no, and I'm saying that they're more than the I've never heard of that. Kroger Field. Never heard of that. Kroger Field. I've heard of Commonwealth Stadium, but I've never heard of Kroger. Uh, it's weird. I've never heard of Commonwealth Stadium. I've heard of the Krogue, or Roger Field. But I've been there. Do you there. guys have to change your name of your stadium? I kind of hope we do. John Snodder is one? Let's go to Little Caesars Cardinal <laughs> Stadium. Let's go to... Ooh, CC's. Let's go to Annie's... Oh, Pizza Magia. No, Snappy Tomato Cardinal Stadium. Mm-hmm. Annie's, Annie's Pizza Cardinal Stadium. I like Pizza Magia, because I think we're that's both, like a We're both Andy's Portland Stadium. guys. Let's go Annie, okay. Annie's, Annie's Pizza Cardinal Stadium. Hey. I, I think we can agree on that one. Shop Annie, local, Annie, baby. Annie's Pizza... Shop local. Annie's Pizza Cardinal <laughs> Stadium. I'm signing that one up. I'm sending that to this to the university. Annie's Pizza Cardinal it. Stadium. I love it. And they sell Annie's Pizzas at the stadium. Because I would eat that over Papa John's any day of the week. I really would. I would eat no. I would eat Annie's Pizza over Papa John's all day. So back to what we were saying. Sorry. I can't stand Auburn's chant when they're kicking the ball off. They do this oh, war. It's so <laughs> annoying. Yeah, but and what, against us they did it a lot because they were scoring a lot in the first half. <laughs> so maybe it was just that because I was already annoyed by it. At home they have an actual eagle. Yeah, but like flies around the stadium. Did you not see the one where? Actually, the, no. Check that. The eagle does the chant. Like no, he like no, says it. No, it doesn't. Ah, war eagle. That's, it's not a parakeet. It's a it, ah! it's an eagle. Whatever. So, I don't I I don't know. I I like the the clip where it showed the eagle flying the wrong place. Like that to me made my heart happy. But the thing is, it's like I don't hate Auburn because I like Alabama because I don't like Alabama either. But I like Nick Saban, which is weird. Like I, I like Nick Saban, but I can't stand Alabama. I want them to lose. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that I don't, I dislike about the SEC, and maybe that's all because of I don't like Kentucky. But you don't it, like Kentucky? No, I don't. Huh. I don't like that's Kentucky. Weird. 
But she said that's rude. <laughs> but um, again, going back to what we were saying, I think Louisville wins. I think Kentucky wins. I've convinced you because I think I'm, so. Yeah, I, I think I, I really do. I think they're going to come out and you know be a little pissed off after the Louisville game, show that that's really not what they were, and and I think they're going to beat the nerds. So stuff them in a locker. Stuff them. Stuff them in the locker. So. Guys, do me a favor. Keep sharing. Keep liking everything. I, I posted a picture the other day of having over 600 listens just on SoundCloud. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep posting. You're basically like a SoundCloud rapper. Like You're probably going to go to jail soon. Probably. Just call me the, the new Bryson Tiller. XXX Beef. Yes. XXX Beefion. <laughs> XXX Beefion. It's Tentacoin. Yeah. Litecoin, I don't know. The new Litecoin. <laughs> so keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Like, <laughs> share, everything. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I got some more, uh, some more top fives coming up. I got some actual people writing me, telling me what I should do for my top five. Uh, I'm also gonna have some apparel coming out soon. I've been talking to some people about designing, designing a shirt. Uh, I've had some people hit me up saying they want a shirt. I'm pretty excited about that. I can't wear. I can't wait to wear my shirt everywhere. Just to kind of show off that I have a podcast. It's going to be dope. So keep doing what you guys are doing. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I love you guys. Later. Love you guys.